Welcome to Guzzler. Hello and welcome to the Guzzler podcast. This is episode 36. You alright, Declan? No. What was wrong? That that little bit we just did there. Alright, fair enough. We're 36 episodes in. You want to out? He minds about that every week, though, to be fair. You look like you had enough, mate. I have. It's it's not of you boys, though. It's of, you know... Well, actually, it is. Uh... <laughs> you got no, you got no 40 years of this, mate. Great. Imagine 26... 2071, we've got 14 views. <laughs> Finally. So today we are talking about something very close to Declan's heart. No, um, it's not. It's weird Declan's not leading this one, actually, because I feel like I've stole one of his favourite topics. We're going to be talking about magic. I'm not. But not just magic. We, I, I've been watching a lot of David Blaine. <laughs> you right, Louis? This is ADHD. He has to start hitting shit if he is. <laughs> Isn't getting any attention. It, it seems like it. It seems that way. <laughs> I haven't spoken a little while. You, you can talk, mate. Go on. No, I'm, I'm, I'm happy, mate. You carry on. Wow. Classic. Um, so, yeah, I've been watching a lot of magic with David Blaine. Who it's isn't. not magic, I mean, though, is it? Is David Blaine even magic? No. He is just mental. No, because <laughs> one, there was once a famous philosopher who said... Magic is just science that we can't explain. That was Thor. This... It's not a philosopher. <laughs> I was about to say, if this is a Disney quote, I'm, I'm fuming. That's I'm literally in the first Thor film. Yes. I hate it here. Nonetheless. <laughs> Guzzler podcast. You can't explain some of the stuff that David Blaine does. Yeah, just, yeah you can. Uh, He's mental. Yeah. We'll just, put, we'll just put it down to the fact that he is, just, yeah, he is just an idiot. He just does, yeah, he just does stuff. Like there's one where he like sews yeah, his mouth shut, right. but he is just sewing his mouth shut. Deck don't yeah, look amused. It's... I don't think you have you ever watched any David Blaine deck? No. If you, I mean, then you can't you can't argue that. Pretty sure uh, you'll find out. If you watch some, you'd be amazed. I, I've written down about Darren Brown, Dynamo, and David. Copperfield. <laughs> I you say Blaine. Well, Darren Brown. Look on the other sheet of your paper and say Blaine. We were just talking about yeah! him. <laughs> That would be so funny, <laughs> wouldn't it? What magicians have you seen, Declan? Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Would it, I'd argue he's not a magician, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Magic on the screen. <laughs> is it? I don't really like Harry Potter. To be fair, is Harry Potter a magician? Because he does make magic, right? Nah, because magicians are like... Um, it's fake, isn't it? <laughs> He's gone. He's he's gone. What's the difference between a wizard? And, no, that's a stupid. I've answered that myself. Before. And, and a magician. What's the difference between a wizard? And a well, I'd argue David yeah. Blaine's not a wizard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Like if you call Dumbledore a magician, he would he would yeet you, mate. So what is the wildest orb? Tell me about David Blaine. What's the wildest? Um, orb? he's white. I reckon he's about. Oh, I, I was going to say his age, like mid forties, maybe. He's got to be getting on a bit. I don't know, how old is he? he? Um. Yeah. You just told me to tell you about him. He's got some kids. Um, he's, he seems like quite a nice guy. De- Deck is really not amused. Does he seem like a nice guy, though? He's really he weird. Like... He's yes. really weird. But that's his that's his persona, though, isn't it? But the reason... Right. Right, Deck's never watching David Blaine. Let me explain David Blaine to you, Declan. Right? Honestly, I'm all right. There are magicians, yeah? Like Dynamo and that. Naff. Then there's David Blaine. What and he is Dumbled- just where, mental. Where does Dumbledore come into this? So there is one trick where David Blaine just brings up a live frog out of his stomach. 
He just regurgitates it. Do you think that's in, uh, incredible? No. Because he has just swallowed a frog. Well, you, could, uh, you couldn't do that. that doesn't, yeah, that doesn't make me not amazing. That makes like him an idiot. He's just had a frog swimming in his stomach all that time and then he brings it up. Yeah, that's animal abuse. Imagine There's hella uh, acid in yeah, his yeah, stomach. Yeah, but... <laughs> But imagine that frog swimming in your stomach. Like, imagine like, imagine going on a live show, right, and then like doing it. And, like it's your last trick for two hours. You just got this frog just like swimming about. Do you think that's amazing? No, I think stupid. <laughs> he does one with an ice pick, right? So an ice pick is obviously just like a really long, sharp bit of metal, and he just puts it through his hand. He just puts no his arm. He just puts it through his arm, right? I think he does his hand as well, and no one knows how he does it. Because it looks really real. But then if you watch his special, he goes to a doctor, and it is just real. Like, they x-rayed it, and he does just he's put it through it. his hand. But he's done it so many times that he's built scar tissue, and he just has a little hole in his hand that he can push it through. But, like, the doctor said that for him to have found a spot that doesn't touch any, like, blood vessels or anything is just insane. It must have taken him ages, and he must have bled so much to find a spot that he could put it through. But he can now just put it through his hand. But that's incredible, right? To be fair, that is, that is more yeah, impressive. Like, but that's not magic, is it? Or, yeah, but this is the thing. He's or just he's an idiot. It is magic. And part it's of his not. special is He's that. just a moron. But no one knows. That's what's, that's what's magic about it, right? He said he'll never do a trick. Loads of people go to him for ideas, yeah? And he says, no, because no one would ever believe I could do that. Everything he does, you could believe that he is just mental enough to do. You know what I mean? The, the first time I really heard David Blaine was when he done, he was in like a fishbowl for like a week, and then he just lived in the water for a week. And then at the end of that, he he um he tried to break the record for um holding his breath, but he just lived in a fish tank for a week, like no food, nothing. Right? He just he had like the oxygen tanks, but he was just in it for a week. That, that's mad. And then when I started to hear more about him, it was stuff like. He really buried himself in a box underground seven for like days, days mm. five days. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, days. that, seven that days. fish bowl trick, he must have had some wrinkly old skin. So the, um, yeah. yeah, the one where he... And he froze himself in ice? Yeah, he froze himself in ice, yeah. The one where he buried himself underground was the first one he ever did. And it's because he read about um, a lot of tribes used to do it, right? It was like a ritual thing. They used to get buried in a coffin underground, but it was all fake. They used to just like climb into a tunnel and then just go and eat and drink and all that sort of stuff. They weren't actually in a coffin. So he was like, I'm going to actually do it for real. So he put a tank of water above him so that everybody could see him inside this coffin. Um, and he built a coffin inside his living room to practice. And he used to just get inside this coffin in his living room and just sit in it for long and longer periods at a time. And then his rule is, if he can do half of it in his living room, then he knows he can do the whole thing in real life. That's his rule. So the thing that's insane about that is that, like, genuinely, they don't even take the mic for this. But how bored is this man? <laughs> like, how bored is he just to get in his living room coffee? No, I reckon. I reckon like, he sings yep. uh, TikTok by Kesha, like on a loop. On a loop. It, I mean, Maybe. it was this was that in 1999. Oh, so he, if he's singing TikTok, if he's singing that, he's, he is a magician. All right, anything by Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Right. Right. I'm not sure Justin Timberlake was Anything. born in 1999. I'd debate he's older <laughs> than us. <laughs> I, t- I, t- I don't know, mate. I'm really, I'm not sure. 
one of my favourite things. So he did some tricks for, I think it was Bush or Blair? Bush. Right. And he had to... They're the same entity, really. Yeah, they're the same. They're all... Pre- Obama, yeah. they're all, they all look the same. So he did... Um, yeah. He wanted to do some tricks <laughs> for Bush, right? Um, and he uh, he had to do it to the Secret Service people first, like the security guards, right? Um, to show that <laughs> what he was going to do. And he really wanted to steal the president's watch. He really, really wanted to do that. But he knew if, the, if, if he just touched the president, he was going to get like tackled to the floor. So when yeah. he did the the thing with the bodyguards, he was really like violently just moving them and throwing them around because he wanted them to think that that was part of his act. Even though he didn't need uh, to, he okay. just wanted them to be. He wanted them to think when he touched yeah. the president that was normal. So when he was doing it with these secret yeah. service people, he was just like lobbing them around and just flinging their arms everywhere. And then if you watch the trick that he does with Bush, he does a card trick and then he grabs his hand and li- I, I still can't even see him get the watch. And then he just says to the president, oh, "I've stole your watch, by the way." <laughs> it's just crazy. That wow. takes balls. I find it weird when um when he does like street magic, because it that seems very un. Undavid Blaine to do street. Yeah, he's famous for the, the levitation one. These isn't big. That was voted the second best trick. It's really easy though. Out of two. The second best trick ever. What oh. was the, what was the first? David Copperfield sawing a person in, in half with, but not with a saw, with like a blade that drops down. Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. What a guillotine. Um, just because I mean, it's like it's the iconic magic trick, isn't it? Sawing someone. Else. Yeah, it is. Like the yeah, 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 yeah. But the the levitating one's really easy. What happened? What happened? He, he, he levitated, mate. He, he just he jumps. Oh, okay. And um, no, he he. Um, so what you do is you like say your feet are flat. I, I'm going to show you. No one can see this at all. You put like the the front bit of one foot down to pick your feet up yeah so you've only got one little bit of contact but people can't see that they just see your feet rise it's really hard to explain but it's a very famous thing and it's really easy to do the ice one was mental he froze himself in a block of ice he did mate I've I've got it here he froze himself in a block of ice for 63 hours why? why? I don't really know how to answer that mate although actually it does just say here that he he earned 1 million dollars so oh fair enough yeah give me a block of ice now that is the, th- the one that he says is the most dangerous is he stood, uh, he got electrified, right, for 72 hours. But he was actually stood in a Tesla coil, so every physicist agrees he was in literally no danger at all. Like, none. Okay. But he always says that he was like, he could have died. No, he's in a Faraday cage, sorry, I don't know why I said Tesla. He's in a Faraday cage. So, was he actually getting electrified? No, he's in a Faraday cage. That was getting electrified. There's a lot of electricity around him, it looks mental. And he did stand there for 72 hours, so I let him off, but he wasn't in like as much danger as he says he was. How does he do that? Like, with no sleeping, no eating, no drinking? Someone's not going to have to pass like, a burger through the bars, well, are they? Well, the one where he didn't enough. eat's really interesting, because he, um... He was, he, he surely doesn't eat in all, all of them, though, right? He did it, yeah, but this one was the one where he, it was like, the only part of the stump was that he wasn't going to eat, right? So he suspended himself right. above London in a clear box, and he was in it for 44 days. He didn't eat for 44 days. I love the fact that when he did that, people threw food at him. Yeah, they did. They chucked loads of stuff at him. <laughs> it's loads. such British culture. It's because it's Britain, isn't it? That's just what we do. Like, oh, there's a man up there in box with chucks at home. What did, did he do for drink? He had water, mate. <laughs> so, how, well, like, how? What do you mean? 
He put it to what, his lips. He, he had just had bottles of water in the in the box. Well, I imagine someone like I imagine they could get him stuff. I guess. But it was like live in the middle of London. So to be think. fair, but, if you give me a Nintendo DS and like a couple of bottles, I reckon I could, of wine. I reckon I could do that. Forty-four days. Yeah. Was the box big enough for him to like, move a sort of bat in? No. <laughs> it's two by two foot. It was. It, it it was like quite a small box. But they they did some tests on the water because they thought that maybe he was sneaking in nutrients in his water, and it was just water. But he, but he must have been doing something. It must be a trick because he didn't lose any weight. He didn't eat for forty-four days and he lost no weight. So he must have been getting food somehow, but no one knows how. So that is magic, right? No. Yeah, because magic's a trick to 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 trick people. Yeah. So yeah. That you can't explain and you can't explain. But it's not it's not like it's not like Harry Potter magic, but it's magic in the but sense. That's, of but that's what... illusions. Yeah. That's not magic. But you can't explain it, so it's magic. Yeah, but yeah, okay. I agree with Deck as well, but it just depends how you use the word magic, really, isn't it? In this podcast, hopefully the, the the way. But but like when he when he held his breath, he tried to find a magic way to do that, a magic illusion way to do that, but he couldn't. I told you about this, Lou. He went to some doctor, yeah. and the doctor the this doctor was just an idiot. The doctor was like, there might be a way for you to when you breathe in, because when you breathe in, you don't use all the oxygen you breathe in, right? You only use like a bit of it, and then you right. still breathe out oxygen. He was like, I might be able to build a contraption that just keeps circulating the oxygen you have. No, you no, you can't. So this footage of David Blaine like lying down and they're just like ramming this thing down his throat, like this massive tube, and he's just gagging and stuff, and he's like, oh, that didn't work. And then he wanted to get a oxygen pipe just put directly into his like veins. He thought maybe that'll work. Well, like, and he was like, oxygen. Yeah, he was like, maybe we can just get like a tube that goes up into my groin, so that when I'm underwater, oxygen's just coming into me in a different way. But that couldn't work either, so he had to actually learn to hold his breath. But he did try to trick it first. That proper makes me feel. So he's like probably tricking other things. That the idea of just a pipe going into his groin makes me absolutely cruel. That's horrible. Straight into his veins, boy. So, I. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> I love magic, and one of my favourites is Darren Brown. He's now, not a magician. Again, <laughs> just shut up. He's not even a good hypnotist. <laughs> you, you must be on about someone else. This is Darren Brown, the hypnotist, the magician. Mrs. Brown and her boys. Yeah, da, that's da, who you're da, thinking da, about. Da, da, da. Nah, on TV. He, uh, he, he says that... He hypnotises them well quick, and there's no way. Yeah, he also does the, like, um, subliminal messaging thing. That yeah. Penn and Teller say yeah. is impossible, and NLP. they're, like, the best magicians in the world. And they say that it's just not real. It's never real. You can't subliminally message anyone. It just doesn't work. But, nonetheless, it's still cool. I really, I really like Darren Brown. I think, I think he's very entertaining. He, um, it, to be fair, he has said how he's done some of them. So he had one show called The System. Yeah, but has he? And it was about... Uh, or what? is that part of the entertainment factor? Do you know what I mean? Wait till I say, because I, I reckon this is okay. actually like... This isn't like... E- Wait. Yeah, go on. No, no you no, can't. No. He had a thing called The System. It was about how um, he would predict things for them to come true. And I think the lottery number one might have been in this. The lottery one was big, where he like sort of hypnotised him to predict the lottery numbers and stuff. But there was one where he... Said that he was going to do ten heads in a in a row, like by flipping the coin. People were like, "How did you know you was going to do ten heads in a row?" And he was just like, "Hey!" He actually revealed a few years later that it took nine hours of filming 
just flip I was literally about to say to you, did you just do it loads of times? Yeah. And he'd done it for nine hours until he got ten heads heads in a row, yeah. That's Idiot. that's a lot of commitment. Yeah, it is, yeah. Could yeah, he not yeah. have just made cool. a fake coin? Yeah, or edited it. Yeah, but you I guarantee there's a way to like wait a coin so it always goes heads, right? Or or it has a, a at least a higher chance so it doesn't take nine hours, yeah, maybe like wait, twenty minutes. Wait the tail yeah. side. Well, there was an audience with him as well, which is like the funny thing. He should have just going, buttered wow. one side. They also sat there. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, good point. But always face down, to be fair, yeah. He done one called The Escape, which he said is like a really dangerous thing. He, he taught someone how to, like, well, escape. Escape what? From, like, a bag tied up. Tied Tesco up bag carrier bag. Like, <laughs> taught him yeah, how to yeah, rip yeah. it. Did they just, yeah, they were like, it was, they were like ducks, just like caught in bags. <laughs> no, and they tied him up, and he was like, I'm going to teach you how to escape. And he taught them how to escape. In like a, it was a real short period of time, and he went right. We're now going to push it in a lake in a bag. You're going to get out, and I think it was live, and he done and it. And they died. And they died. And he was he's the, the case is still ongoing. I mean, is that legal? His next trick was like, um, if you sign it, surely. What, that you you get pushed into a lake paper. in a bag and might die. Yeah, he done one as well with the um, the blanks shooting the blanks against his head mm. and because he said that well it wasn't actually blanks he was shooting it was, it was a bullet but he, he shot blanks and he was trying to say that blanks would still kill you at like close range against your head a blank would still kill you because it's like the explosion force, it would yeah. still kill you so no matter if it was a blank or a bullet he would have still died and he got the, the barrel of his gun numbered it like one to eight or something and told the man to put the bullet in one of the number chambers and then he put it against his head and he'd click it, and click it, and click it. And then I think he got to the fourth one, and he like pointed against the wall, and fired, and it was empty. And you can literally, this was live as well, and the bloke was sitting behind him, and you could literally tell the, the horror in Dan Brown's face, where he's like, he's acting real cocky, like real slow, he puts it against the wall and shoots, expecting the bullet to leave, and he's like, <sighs> when he finds out it's the wrong one that he's predicted, so he puts it back against his head, and the next like minute he's just like there like oh my god oh my god and I f- it looks like he's gonna go I can't do this because he thought he must have been saying the word like number four over and over because he was trying to subliminally put this in this man's head didn't work at all and he's just absolutely like cacking himself that he's actually gonna blow his brain out but eventually he did get the right one but like imagine that just live on channel four Dan Brown blows his head off because he got the trick wrong like you think that, that is mad there's a bloke just sitting behind him that was part of the act as well though like there, there is that, but like the gen, the genuine terror on his face. No, I, I, like, like I said, I still think it's good entertainment. I think it's, that brings yeah, on to the morals of magic, no. though, right? Yes. Or illusion. I, I, I'll be honest, I'm going to use magic a lot in this episode. So if you've got a problem with that word, you ain't gonna have fun. If if Darren Brown is actually genuinely in danger, there is should he morally be allowed to do that for entertainment? Yes, he should die. No, I don't think so. Hmm. Yes, he should die. <laughs> yeah, but like, say you're watching the audience, that, but the person who's watching, yeah, exactly, yeah, and he actually shoots himself in the head. Their yeah. fault. They shouldn't be watching yeah. stupid magic. Well, <laughs> I think that though about a lot of the thing that Dan Brown does, like the one it was called Push to the Edge. I remember when it came on TV, but it's on Netflix as well. And they got these this group of people in <laughs> to conform to everything. So it's just like a corporate event. 
And the first thing they'd done was like, they'd say to these people, oh, these are meant to be vegetarian volivons. I've seen that. I've put this one. vegetarian stick in it. And they were like, oh, okay then. It was just like these little things. And then they didn't give this man his tablets and he died. And they got this like, real realistic figure, like, figure of it. It felt like him and stuff. And they said, roll it down the stairs. And they were like, no, no, I can't do that. Like, roll it down the stairs because like, we're the ones who killed him. Like, roll it down the stairs. They roll it down and then eventually they get him to like kick the body at the bottom of the stairs. And then at the end, the man's woken up because he says that he didn't actually die. It was just like his heart was like suspended in like sleep mode. And he's sitting on the edge of this building and they all crowd around. They go, push him off the edge. And they go, you've got to do it. We can't do it. You've got to do it. And the bloke who has followed throughout the episode goes, nope, not for me. And he walks away. He's He walks away. And then Darren Brown meets him on the stairs and he's like calming him down. And they but showed they loads of other people. Others. Yeah. yeah. And they all pushed him. Just oh, pushed yeah, him off I the edge of this building. And it was just like, it was like morally, those people, the fact they pushed him off the edge, I noticed that they were told, oh, it's only like for an experiment. But realistically, they've got to live with that for the rest of their life, the fact that they actually... Yeah, but that's good entertainment, isn't it? <laughs> like, I like that but... Darren Brown thing, because it, it, there wasn't that much just like absolute bull coming out of his mouth. He was just making people make some horrible decisions under yeah, a lot was, of pressure, yeah, and I enjoyed that. Yeah, and it was like, he was building it up to see if they would like do it. And But like in 20 years, when they go to therapy and go, how oh, this start? And they go, Darren Brown got me to push someone off the edge of a But they building. signed up to be on a Darren Brown thing. They they know what's coming. But like, that that's a bit like, um, it's testing the Lucifer effect, really, isn't it? From the Stanford prison experiment. Um mm. Like the the idea being, if man has opportunity and power, he's going to do wrong. So they gave him the opportunity at the start, and then just went, "Well, you've killed him. Uh, dig your heels in, and uh, hope he stays dead." But like, the thing Basically, I never, yeah. what I never get about these Darren Brown shows is they sign up for him, yeah? yeah, and then they always get told they haven't got it. They always get told they haven't got it, yeah. No, Matt, they just say, "Look, you didn't get it. I'm really sorry." Yeah. If then six months later. I'm in a scenario where I've killed a man, apparently, and so I'm, I'm going to know I'm in a Darren Brown thing, and I. Hmm. Or maybe, maybe I'll sign up for a Darren Brown thing. I actually won't get it, and I will kill a man, and I'll just be like, oh, come on in, Darren. <laughs> what are you going to do about it, mate? And I'll just start stabbing Where are you? Like, well, now, Darren, yeah. I'm not playing your games. I remember when... You're twerking on the body. Really. You are? Teabagging the body, and he's like, yeah. 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 Come on, get up, get up. Just... Like many moons ago, oh, when Darren Brown done a zombie apocalypse thing. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was just crazy. I was with you, weren't I? Stayed on yours that night. But yeah, when they done this zombie thing, and he had to like, it was like the Wizard of Oz thing, wasn't it? And he had to give someone courage, give someone like brains and stuff like that. And it was, I just thought it was amazing that he genuinely believed he was in a zombie world. It was just amazing TV, whether it was real or not. Amazing entertainment. Yeah, it is good entertainment. It is good entertainment. I'll, I'll get I'd argue that is any fiction. It's good entertainment. Like, but we had, it's not yeah, real, but it's, real it's good it, entertainment. That, that he supposedly, whether you believe it or not, wasn't acting. That he had to put himself in a situation. That yeah, that, that's just like but, hours upon hours upon hours of... Um, what's it called? Conditioning and hypnotherapy and shit. Yeah. And there's nothing really done with remote control where you got these people in like a theatre... I was like, you're going to control this man for for a day. You're going to get options to do something. What you can do, and then he, he's shown getting up in the morning, and then they were like, "Well, we've got to, what, what should we do? What should we do? Uh, get him to brush his teeth." And they're like, "Yeah, all right." Then. 
they're like, uh, send them to the pub. And they're like, yeah, right. And it was just all these decisions were based off of what they did. At the end, they decided that he was going to get kidnapped by five men in masks and balaclavas and taken away. And it was like the idea of like mob mentality. That like at the start they were going, oh, we should do normal things. And by the end they were like, get him, kill him, like <laughs> mad. And another one, he done this thing about how like saying things like pressurizing people to do something. Like in science, you burn a magnesium. Whatever you do, don't look at the light, and you all look at the light. Mm. You look at the sun during an eclipse, and then he gets saying to all these people. One of them, there's a, there's a, he went to this like black room, dark room, and he turned the lights on. There's a, there's a cat in a glass box, a kitten, and he said, that cat is on electric probes. There's a button there, a red button. Whatever you do, just don't press the red button. The red button will kill the cat. Whatever you do, don't press that button. The cat will die. The cat will scream. The cat will die. Don't press the red button. And he kept saying it and saying it. And he's like, I'm gonna get some paperwork. I'll be back in a minute. And he left, and. It had a timer on it, I think, like a, a minute time or something like that. And you can see her; she's like real, like, oh, would it kill the cat though? Like, would it would it kill the cat? And she was just like, oh, would it? And you can just tell that she's uncomfortable in this room. And it's got like one, two seconds left on a timer. She goes up to it and just presses it, and then the whole room goes back black. And you can just hear this cat like screeching and meowing, like electric going off. And she's just like crying. And then Darren comes in the room, turn the lights on, and obviously the cat is just still alive. Like nothing's happened. It was all just like when you hit that the electric went off and a cat meowed because it was playing in the background somewhere but like she thought that she'd killed the cat like she really believed that she killed the cat because he was going don't do it don't do it don't do it don't do it it makes you realise how stupid humans are though yeah it does yeah and I think that like she got told what would happen if she pressed the button she pressed the button it happened she sobs Mm. you were you were literally told if you press that button you're going to kill the cat the cat will die and then you cry and go, yeah. oh, I just didn't think the cat would die. No. Uh, we told you, mate. <laughs> Dynamo as well, then. Yeah. Well. Now, if you was the first person to tell me about Dynamo. Was I? I think I was the first person to uh, ever mention him to anyone, actually. I went to school with him. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's in my year. I've, um, I've got Dynamo's book, actually. That's not as much for claim to fame. Oh. Were you trying to one-up me, then? No. <laughs> <laughs> I went to school with him. I've got his book. Well, oh, <laughs> yeah, fair enough, mate. What's he said? What's he chat about in his book? I don't know. That his I life. I think. Yeah, he's not gonna tell me the secrets of his magic. It's weird all the like it. autobiographies and stuff that come out, though, isn't it? Like, yeah, how many people do you think people. actually care about Dynamo? No offense to Dynamo, he, he seems all right, I guess. But like, why would you care about his life? It's not like it's gonna be like Mick Jagger's like tell all about rock and roll and sex mm. and drugs. Like, the book about Motley Crue, where it says in there that like. They were at um, a pool party and they met Ozzy Osbourne and he was just like urinating by the pool and then like licking it up and there was like a, a stream of like ants, like fire ants walking around the pool and he just got on the floor and just sniffed them up. Like, <laughs> they're the stories you want to hear. Like, yeah, just literally there's ants on the floor. Like, as you do on a, a hot country, like walking around the pool, he gets on his knees, just sniffs these ants up. Like, <laughs> that's the stories you want to hear and I can't imagine reading that in like, Dynamo or Dr. Bible, that man is clapped. It would be funny if you were reading uh, Dynamo's thing, though, and he, he was talking about snorting ants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would, you yeah. feel like you got your money's worth. In the 20... I don't know what, what um, World Cup it was. Last year before that, I think. The one before that. Thanks for knowing that, He predicted that, every score for um, the World Cup games. He said he was going to be at the final. He said that it was either Neymar or Messi was going to go out injured. Um, he predicted all the scores. 
just gone. Yeah, I remember that. That's pretty mad, isn't it? It was like in a box, wasn't it? That is mad. Was that the one in the box? Was that something yeah. else? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I remember a bit. Yeah. But no, I remember that. But I think that's crazy. That that's that is pretty magic, isn't it? It's not like they were like, oh, it was luck. He got a couple wrong, but he didn't. There, there's a there's a crazy one with David Blaine with Margot Robbie, and he like gets her to stand in the corner of a room and look at her phone, and guess a and like say a word and pick a word from an article. Right? right, and then he writes down numerical, yeah, which is a mental word, and then before he's even shown her, he says, "What was your word?" and she says, "Numerical," and then he shows her and like how how. Yeah. And also the the article yeah, was think... random. He didn't pick the article. The article was random. But how how? Yeah, around them like that. Yeah, where he gave us one a box just full of like newspaper articles, just loads and loads of newspaper articles, or actually newspapers, and he told her to pick one, um, and then rip out a. A particular article and then circle one word and then in an envelope at the start he'd already written down like the word it was going to be and the paper it was going to come from the date of the paper all that stuff the page it was going to be on and stuff like that and that's just like wow how it is mad I don't know um, and Darren Brown not Darren Brown so Dynamo uh, does do some wacky things and I know that you're going to say it's all just like Rubbish, but like, this man can walk through windows. He walked on water, didn't he? That was his real big, yeah. like, his big famous one that got him started. Was he walked on the Thames? Yeah, yeah it was. And everyone goes, oh, he walked on plates. He might have done, but also like boats were like circling him to try and show the fact that it that it wasn't like he wasn't walking on things because boats were surfing it. Yeah, stuff, but and boats were going by him. If you've got a sink that can float on the surface of water that's see through. And it's buoyant enough. A boat could just go over and it just come back up, right? I don't know. And if it's buoyant enough, the boat will just push it down, and then when the boat's gone, it will just come back up, won't it? Yeah, but he was walking on the surface of the water, wasn't he? Yeah, because it's boat floating didn't go over that. Yeah, but the the but the the boat goes <laughs> partly underwater, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you think you just like push it? Yeah, push it. Uh, you're giving me a pain behind my eyes. I reckon it's like... Wouldn't that be wouldn't that be absolutely hilarious? So wouldn't that make the trick? Well, Darren's gone. No, bloody hell! Dynamo's gone out there, and he's walking out, and the boat pushes it instead of going over the top of it, and he just falls in, just falls in the water <laughs> instead. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how he did it, and it, it was it was quite cool, and it's a really good idea for a stunt because everyone was just like, "There's a man walking on the Thames." I yeah. don't get much better than that, but. And there was the one where he he walked down a building, wasn't there? And he stood mm. top and everyone was like, he's going to jump! And he just fell forward and walked down. And then at the bottom, he just walked off. And that was the, that is the trick that like people thought he was on a harness. And he There's something I don't trust about Dynamo, though. Because his, his show, I, I feel like it could just be, like, fake. I don't know, I just don't trust it. I mean, it's all fake. No, but you know is what it, I mean, it, like... You don't trust fake, it because fake. it's so mental. I think he's got the problem that, that David Blaine's been avoiding. Where, like, David Blaine won't do anything... If people won't believe, can't believe that he's actually done it. Like when he sews his mouth shut, you fully believe that that man has just sewn his mouth shut. You'd never think it was a trick, yeah. right? Whereas him walking down the side of it, he obviously hasn't walked down the side of a building. Like he obviously hasn't, without some yeah. sort of something. Yeah. So that's the sort of stuff David Blaine would, just wouldn't do. Or he's a real magician. Or or that. All that. All that. 
There's one where have you seen the one where he got someone to drive blindfolded? <laughs> Is that wait what? What was the trick? N- no, he was driving blindfolded, and someone was telling him how to drive, and he was just like on the street, just just driving around like in reverse everything, and this bloke was like just absolutely bricking it next to him, and he was telling him how to drive. The trick was the fact that he put this man's life in danger. Was it definitely a blindfold though? Because Penn and Teller talk about how there's loads of blindfolds that just look like blindfolds, but they're just not. What do you think that he was like? Well, oh, oh, cellophane. Oh, just drive Louis, I thought this is quite easy to work out. What's confused you? There are blindfolds that magicians use. That they're, just aren't, they're just see-through. They look exactly like a blindfold, but if you have them on, you can see. That's, that's magic in itself. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, like you can't just put a cloth over your face and see through it. Yeah, it's a special type of cloth, though, isn't it? Made for magic. Honestly, crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. So he could have just—he could have just been wearing a fake blindfold, just driving, and yeah. Well, I think that's absolute magic. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready—I was ready to punch a hole through my laptop. I'll back. tell you what. One real good trick is the metamorphosis trick. I can't remember who it was who'd done it. Or <laughs> I mean, what they did. Loads, loads, and loads. They put something in the glass box. Oh yeah, yeah. But stick their arm out of a hole in the box yeah, and get that. them to hold something. Sometimes a curtain, and then they pull the curtain up top so the audience can't see. Then they drop the curtain, and the person inside the box who's tied up has changed. But yet the same arm's been holding the curtain. Oh, so I, it's re- like, I reckon. I how did out. that person change? There's what? a there's a trick Penn and Teller do. This is not to do with that. I'm just ignoring your thing. I'm not. Um, it's called like the rocket. Something. Have you seen this? So Penn and Teller love to do where they show you a trick and then they show you exactly how it's done because they just love it. Like they got kicked out of the magic circle because they just reveal everything. So they do this trick and it's like a rocket thing and Teller gets in it and then Penn just starts picking it apart, right, into different boxes. And then like Teller will appear in each box, like his head will appear in one or his legs will appear in one or his arm will just randomly pop up over here while his head's over somewhere else. Right. But then they do it with a see-through box. So you can just see everything that's happening, right? Yeah. And basically what happens is the stage is a fake stage and Teller gets into the stage and there's like a skateboard and he just pushes himself around and then whenever he needs to pop up, he I just like this. pops his head up or he like pops his legs up or something like that. And he still does it now and he's like 75 or something and he just like gets into his little, gets on a skateboard and pushes himself around. But the arm one is the one that always shocks everyone and it's really freaking obvious. Like Lucy was amazed by it, right? So Teller picks up a box... And then an arm comes out and waves a flag thing. And everyone's like, how has Teller's arm got up there? Penn just puts his arm in the box. Puts his arm in. And everyone's like, how has Teller's arm got that? If you watch it, you can clearly see that Penn just does this. But because people are so engrossed in the trick, they're like, how has his arm got there? That is amazing. Yeah. Literally a different arm. I just think, this trick, the arm doesn't move, though. They're They're in a box, and then suddenly when the curtain drops... Different person. Mm, I reckon, yeah. I'll watch it, mate. I reckon, I reckon it's... I've, I've seen a lot you of magic Metamorphosis. Cracking one. Seen Cracking a lot, one. Of, lot of magic in my times. To be fair, you but could it, watch uh, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. That's pretty good as well. I don't really like Harry Potter. Magic. The magic ain't real enough for me. Yeah, not real. Not real magic. I don't feel it, you know? Like, Expelliarmus ain't real, is it? Magic yeah. Mike. What about him? Yeah, it's all fake... And uh, Magic Mike, 
people who like it are crackpots. Do you not think that Hogwarts would be better if you just walked into, like, I don't know, any of the Snape's class, I don't know anything about Harry Potter, and everyone's just got ice picks and they're just stabbing and bleeding and then they pull it out and then they stab and bleed and they pull it out? No, because he's a potions master, so what would they do? Do you not think that would be more entertaining? No. Well, I don't know anything about Harry Potter, mate. Just, just Doctor Who and women for me, please. <laughs> One after the other. <laughs> Talking about the morals thing, right? David Blaine does a thing where he shoots himself in the mouth. You seen this, Dex? No, but I've heard of it. So what he does is, when he first did it, he got his mate to shoot him in the mouth. And he was like, I'll never do that again because that was, like, horrible. And his mate could have killed him. He was like, that's immoral. So what he did was he, he just put a bit of string to a, a gun and shot himself in the mouth, right? So what he gets is he gets, like, a brace thing to go over his teeth. And then there's a little cup in that. So when the bullet hits the cup, his whole jaw takes the brunt of the bullet, which is, like, enough to stop it, right? But when he did it in front of the live audience, the cup, broke away from the mouth brace so instead of just a bullet hit in the back of his throat the cup with the bullet in it hit the back of his throat now obviously like the, it, when it broke it managed to take enough of the force not to kill him but he had like some serious lacerations in the back of his mouth that's a bit immoral isn't it because that was in front of like yes thousands of people in, in vegas audience, yeah yeah and he could have died yeah and then all those people have to for the rest of their life, live with the fact that they watched that man die on stage. They watched David Lane get shot in the head. In, in, yeah, in the in the fact that like not even just die, but like he's obviously gonna be screaming blood, gore. And like, then when he's in the ambulance, pain. when he's in the ambulance, his whole team are like, "We we can't do this again, David. Like you're gonna die." And then David just says, "No, we're gonna do it again. We're just gonna do it better." And like, no, we're not doing this. And he's like, "No, we're gonna do it again. We're gonna do it on but, my entire tour every night, but we do it better." The audience, the audience knows that he does dangerous shit, so it's not like he's. Yeah, but I think, I think there's that surprise thing where, like, people can say, oh, yeah, 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 I'll come. But do they actually, does anyone there actually believe that he could die? That's the problem. If they don't, they're an idiot. I think a lot of people think it's yeah. just illusion. Because Penn and Teller do the gun shooting trick. They've done it for years, where Teller catches a bullet. But it's not real. And they'll tell you it's not real. It's completely fake. Nobody gets shot, but it looks real. But they yeah. say that they believe it is completely immoral to do anything actually dangerous. They do a lot of stuff that looks really, really dangerous. But they think it's immoral to do something that's actually dangerous. He swallows needles. That's so weird. He's learned how to swallow needles. What's he doing when he's in his stomach? So, what he did on, with, like, on James Corden's thing, he swallowed like 10 needles. And then he swallowed like some string or something. And then when he pulled it up, all the needles were on that. But like when you look yeah, at his I'll mouth, his mouth's bleeding. Like he has, mm. he's done something. I think he's just mental. Yeah. He's just learned <laughs> to do stuff. He's just mental. But like, one day he's going to learn to do something, and it's going to go horribly wrong. Yeah. So there's the the fire one, which I told you about. He learnt a trick yeah. from some like Indian man, and basically all you do is you swallow like gallons and gallons of water. And he did it live on TV, and he's just swallowing just jugs and jugs of water, and then he gets like um, kerosene. And he just swallows, he just drinks all the kerosene. And kerosene, if you swallow it, will kill you. But because he's drank so much water, it sits on top. Right. Um, and then he breathes fire because he regurg he's really good at regurgitating. He does like a water funnel from his mouth, but it's kerosene. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. And then he does the same with the water. But the guy who invented the trick died doing the trick. 
But David Blaine still does it all the time. I mean, he's amazing. And I've, he is magic because he is crazy. He's, he's I'm stopped. Not call all crazy people magic. He's stopped doing his dangerous stuff now because he's got like kids and stuff. So he did his most recent one was Ascension. Is it called Ascension or Ascent? And he got oh, like. Oh, is that where he got on the balloon? Oh, with thing. the balloons. Loads of helium balloons. And then he like held on for as long as possible and then he released and stuff. He had to do loads for that. He had to get like three different airplane licenses because you have to do it in like an order and he had to learn how to he did like he did 500 parachute jumps in preparation because he had to get a certain qualification he's just mental he just has problems we never even said what we were drinking no we can say it now i'm drinking uh kerosene 100 percent kerosene have you drank water first shit You boys, you boys want to, might want to call someone. <laughs> Do you think you can drink the water after? <laughs> Would that work? Does that work? No, I'm dead. Oh, that frog ain't alright either. <laughs> so we're drinking a Kivaic. Is that how you say that? Have we ever pronounced a beer right on this episode, on this podcast? <laughs> a Kivaic IPA. Dry, hopped. I reckon it's just a, a, a catchy uh, K-V-E-I-K IPA. Uh, that makes p- perfect sense. To and and you, you meant to say the brand first as well, actually. So it's actually an A-V-A-A-N-S-K-V-E-I-K IPA. I like that. It rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? I like that. Oh, it does, mate. It really, really does. I say it every night before bed. What do you think to it? I think that it's fine. Really? No, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> Oh. Do you really like well, I think, it? I think it's nice. I don't really like it. I mean, it's nice. I'd. It, it tastes... No, well... It's average. I'll give it 2.25. The thing that... Oh, five. No, I actually agree with you there, so it's slightly below. The thing is, the aftertaste is quite like a goze. Is it? I think it tastes quite sour or salty or... What, what are you drinking, Declan? What are you, Declan? Uh, I've got Zibibo. Um, oh, you pronounced that right, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, Deck uh, normally does. It's me and you that can't read. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got it from Lidl. Uh, the description reads, Dry white wine, intense bouquet of jasmine and lavender with hints of green apple and citron fruit. Dry and fresh taste with a long aromatic finish of citrus fruits, yellow peaches and green apples. Pairing fish soup, raw fish and selfish diets. Um, I hate all them foods, by the way. Um, store in a Kordak place. This is in my top three. I think it costs seven it quid. Really for... like lavender. It is gorgeous. It's really fruity. Uh, it's not like it's weird because it's got a really like nice sweet taste, but it isn't too sweet. Mm. And then whatever like sickliness that would be there is just obliterated by how dry it is. It's amazing. Top three. Actually, I'd probably put it second behind the Castillo. Does it um, taste like green little. apple? Um, yeah, it kind of does. It's really fresh. It's uh, it's quite a unique taste as well. So, Zibibo. Does it have a lavender taste to it? Because uh, so, you mentioned lavender, and I, I genuinely just, I just wonder because I thought that's quite a strange thing to have in a wine. Yeah, um, it's got a unique taste. Um, I'll definitely say that, but it's really, really nice. So, go check that out. Zibibo from Little. Anything else to add, boys? Not this one. Next week, we're doing. Good and funny news. <laughs> Not for this one. I hope there's more tired for other ones. One. Just yeah. now, I'm done for nothing to add to any of them, mate. 
Next week, though, it is funny and good news. And uh, I haven't started looking at news yet. Oh, it comes around quick, start. doesn't it? Wait, what episode is this? Is this 35 or 36? 35. All right, fine. We may or may not be back next week. Um, <laughs> we will be. We'll take a back next week with some funny good news. Do check Which... it out. It's going to be great. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this Guzzler podcast.